Welcome listeners, we're living in our new supernormal in 2021, and as we journey across Canada, taking a deep dive into the Canadian side hustle business, my wish for you as you tune into our show is that you get inspired to build your very own side hustle. The key is to start small, start where you are, and grow. Let's make this your go-to podcast to give you the tactical tips you require as you grow along your journey. Listeners, before we get started, I just want to implore you to subscribe to this podcast because I know you're going to get super golden nuggets. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or you can just hit that notification button on Spotify if you're listening there. We're also on Amazon Music. So if you have your iOS, Android, and you've got an Alexa, we've got you covered. We love our avid fans. And what we most definitely want is for you to get to know first when our episodes become available. I'm so excited, Suzanne, to have you here with me because I know that you're going to share some fantastic golden nuggets for our listeners. So let's get my listeners acquainted with who Suzanne is and how she became the woman that she is today. Thanks, Irenia, for having me. Um, I guess it's been an interesting journey for me, I must say. Um, I was... uh, I started, I was seven, I was a 17 year old single mom. I started there. That's probably where my journey started. And I realized that um, with those challenges as a single mom, as a teenager, that I was really going to have to take control of my life and move it forward. um, Despite all of the uh, struggles that come with, with that type of uh, situation. I was married at the age of 20. I moved overseas for five years. And when I came back to Canada, I realized that I needed a career that was going to move with me, not a career that was stuck in one place. So I decided that I was going to pursue a career in business. And I started my business degree part-time. I had two children and a husband with a very demanding career. And I, I applied myself. I never took my eye off the prize. Uh, so I don't know how many nights I would be up writing notes, how many times I was at, I would beg people to watch my children so I could go to class. Wow. Um, I became an accountant. I have my business degree. I graduated with honors. That is absolutely fantastic, Susan. I mean, I love your story. Um, You know, you show so much grit, right? Starting at such a young age. That must have felt really good, you know, having accomplished, you know, your accounting designation while managing your family. It was, it was probably one of the most satisfying moments of my life when I finished my accounting designation. But it didn't stop there. Because then I had to go for my master's degree. Of course. <laughs> of course. 
And I had been working in industry as an accountant. I'd worked for corporations. I worked for not-for-profit. I worked in government um, because I have this curiosity and I realize that now I have this curiosity and I just wanted to keep learning and growing. And then I had the opportunity to teach a university course and I was hooked. That was the end of that. I said, this is what I'm born to do. I've learned all of these things so I can go into the classroom and I can tell my students and I can share my experiences with my students and I can help them understand the joy of accounting that I have. It is so amazing when the life just falls into place and everything just has synergy and that's what I can see that happened to you. I know we met you know during the MBA program at the University of New Brunswick and I so enjoyed being in your groups because I learned so much from you. You're so passionate about everything that you do. Well, I tend to be all in or all out. So if I don't like it, I don't do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely makes sense, right? It does. Yeah. And um, so since then, you know, you've also had a fantastic side hustle business. Tell us about that. I do. Um, I was at a point when I first started it, and it's really interesting because my side hustle has pivoted just like my life. <laughs> <laughs> I started it with the intention of providing um, advanced accounting information and guidance to startup organizations, especially in the technology industry, because I was working in that industry at the time, and I understand it pretty well. And I kept getting through my network requests to take on these different little projects that were not necessarily related to uh, providing like CFO services, but providing um, Things like, can you facilitate an advanced class here? Can you write uh, uh, some questions for our exams? Can you write cases for us? Can you take this program and go through it with a fine tooth comb and tell us what we're missing? And for me, that was really a, a pivotal moment when I realized that my expertise that I had developed over the past years was now being applied at a postgraduate education level. And so this, so my side hustle has evolved more, less, and I provide less uh, services to these startup companies. And I find that I most of my side hustle business now is in the education field, but not so much the teaching, but the actual dissemination of what I've learned over the years. And that is just uh, such an interesting application of what I've learned. Absolutely amazing, Suzanne. Susan, how did you get into your side hustle? Well, it was a really uh, interesting how I got, how it evolved, how I pivoted in my side hustle, Irenia. I started with uh, providing services to some small tech companies and I was went on a conference in Toronto 
And I ran into a colleague of mine who I had not seen in three or four years. And so we sat down to have coffee and I was asking her about what she was doing. And she said, I, Suzanne, I have this project and uh, I'm really, I don't know uh, who I'm going to get to do it because I don't have time. And when she told me about the project, I said, well, I can do that. <laughs> and she said, really? I said, well, yeah. I said, I know all about that topic. And she said, fine. She said, I'm going to draw you up a contract. And within two weeks, I had a contract and I had the files and I started that little project for her. And it was just a small one, but it was it was good. And the next thing I knew, a couple of months later, um, out of the blue, an email came and said, she said, hey, um, I've got these two other projects. Do you have time for them? I said, of course I have time for them because I really liked doing this work. And so that's kind of where the pivot started with me was actually having coffee with a friend of mine from years ago. Um, and you never know what comes up in these opportunities. So networking is so important. And that, Irenia, has really led me to where my side hustle business is today. Wow. This is a goosebump moment, Susan. I'm having goosebumps right now. I love it. Timing, networking, you know, being at the right place at the right time and having that discussion is what did it for you. And I know that for my listeners listening out there, this can happen as well. Absolutely. You, be curious about what other people are doing. You never know when there's just some problem that they have that you have the perfect solution for. Wow. How did you grow and become sustainable as a side hustle business? I, I networked. <laughs> um, and it's, it can be challenging. It can be scary. I started with, um, I started with uh, a couple of small organizations and it just led to continued opportunities. So a lot of my work now I do for the Chartered Professional Accountants of Canada. And I also do for the Chartered Professional Accountants in Atlantic Canada. So a lot of my side hustle relates to, um, not only what I do for a living uh, in my day job, but also because I've built a reputation around providing quality work. I meet my deadlines and um, I, and uh, yeah, that, and, and, and knowing who to, who to connect with, because sometimes you reach out and you connect and they think, oh, I, I, I've had this this contract on the back burner, but since you're calling me, why don't I, uh, here, why don't you take it? <laughs> All right. That's good. So networking, that is definitely a very important factor. And as you said, you know, not being afraid to put yourself out there, right? And let people know what your skill sets are. What advice would you have for single moms, you know, individuals and other people, you know, who come from unconventional families who are in the throes of jumping into their side hustle during these tough times? I think that there's a couple of things. First of all is don't, do not take your eye off the prize. Always strive for what you want. So I was a single mom uh, when I was young and then I was married at a young age with a husband who had a very demanding career. 
And I was still able to complete my university education and achieve my accounting designation and achieve, you know, very, very strong success in my career because I, uh, all, well, my biggest thing is I'm always very uh, strong about my planning of what I achieve in my day. I'm very disciplined in my schedule. And I believe that people think that they want a lot of things. You have to be disciplined enough to actually take action. And uh, everything I did, I asked myself, does this move me closer to my goal? So if you're starting a side hustle, um, are you working uh, 15 minutes on your business plan? Do you have a piece of paper or a journal beside you? So when you get an idea, you write it down. Um, do you, are you seeking out people who have had success in the area that you're looking to create your side hustle? How are they doing it? Because I think one of the biggest tricks of learning to move into a, a successful side hustle is finding who has done it before and learning from them instead of trying to figure it all out by yourself. That's a great point. Um, you are so right about that. What advice would you have for aspiring entrepreneurs who have a full-time career who would like to start their side hustle business and is struggling to decide whether to incorporate or start off as a sole proprietorship? Because we know that those two are two distinct business structures. Absolutely. And it, and it is an important thought process to go through, uh, but let's look at it from an accounting perspective. If you're a sole proprietor, then all of your revenues and the cost of your business are claimable on your personal income tax return. And if you are in the early stages of your business, chances are you have a lot more expenses than you have revenues. And so this actually helps reduce your personal taxes, which is something people are always interested in. Once you start making a profit, then the question becomes, where do you think you are from a tax perspective? Because every dollar you make from a profit perspective will be taxed at your personal tax rate. So I think that it becomes a personal decision. If the side hustle uh, is making you two or $3,000 a year, then perhaps your, your personal taxes aren't that much of a, an issue. But if you're making twenty or $30,000 a year, there's a 25% difference in the tax rates between personal and corporate taxes. And so that's when a person really has to think from a monetary perspective, does it make sense for me to incorporate? That so is... that, that's the first thing I would look at. <laughs> Well, wow, that's an absolute golden nugget right there, listeners. You know, um, bookmark this because what Suzanne has said is very important. You know, many people struggle with that decision. And there you have it, you know, Suzanne wearing her accounting hat, providing that very succinct information for you to make that decision. So, and at what point in your side hustle business would you need to look at an, getting an accountant? 
That's a great question, Irenia. Uh, I think it's dependent on a couple of things. Um, I think it's dependent on the knowledge of the entrepreneur in accounting themselves. And I also think it is related to the discipline of the entrepreneur to keep financial records. As, because many entrepreneurs, including myself, <laughs> delay entering financial information. It's more of a get to it later activity because it's not something that we normally do as our side hustle. We want to spend our time looking for customers or developing our services and products. We don't want to spend time looking at a spreadsheet and putting in, you know, we spent $5 at Dollarama to buy pens. We don't want to do that. Um, I think as you start to grow your business, it's important to consider whether or not the time that you spend entering your financial information can be better spent on your side hustle. So when you are starting to make money, even if you're not making money, you really have to look at how you yourself um deal with your financial situation. And I'll give you an example. So my sister has a side hustle. She creates sea glass art. And uh, she's very artistic. Uh, and it's a side hustle for her. And she has no interest in financial information whatsoever. None. So she puts everything in a box. And at the end of the year, she takes all of it to H&R Block and says, here, do my taxes. <laughs> I love it. I love that she puts it in a box and she outsources it. That's awesome. Absolutely. Because uh, her sister refuses to do her taxes for her. <laughs> I know right. that, you know, uh, but sometimes like, you know, there's experts out there who are really good at what they do. Yes. And it's important, you know, as entrepreneurs to tap into those, right? Absolutely. And so she, my sister, again, this is a very small side hustle. We're not talking, we're not talking, you know, uh, retirement <laughs> gig. We're talking, it's something she enjoys doing. Yeah. And, and so she, she, she recognizes that she has zero interest in her finances and uh, in that regard to her finances. And so she outsources it. Um, if you're growing your business, when you start growing your business, so when do you need help? Um, I think that I think there's a couple of sort of trigger points along the way. If you have to start hiring people, yeah. you may want to consider you've got payroll then. Mm -hmm. And that may be something you want to consider outsourcing. Um, if you make more than $30,000 in revenue in a 12 month consecutive period, mm -hmm. you have to become an a, an HST in New Brunswick, an HST registrant in Canada, a GST registrant. And so then you are adding a complicated layer of financial reporting to the government that has to be watched. And so that's when you may say, I really don't understand this and I really need to get somebody in to help manage that. And it doesn't need to be a full-time person there. You can find a very strong uh, bookkeeper or practitioner out there that can take care of 70 or 80% of this for you, right? Um, but it is a personal decision. And I think that if entrepreneurs decide they need someone to help take care of this information, uh, the sooner you engage 
in that, the better, because it may take a, a few times to find a good fit for your organization and someone that works with you as well. Wow. That is a super good advice. Let's let the expert do what they do well. And as entrepreneurs, let's focus on what we do well, which is building great businesses. Love it, Suzanne. Let's get into, you know, some of the financial habits one should start off with from the get-go. I think one of the most important habits of an entrepreneur is discipline. And that comes not only with what they are providing to their customers or their clients, but also discipline in tracking their financial information, because they really need to understand money coming in, money going out. And generally, that's not a fun, exciting activity. (laughs) (laughs) Not for a marketer like me, I know that for sure. (laughs) Well, even for an accountant like me, Um, I don't like keeping my own books. I really don't. It's not something I strive to do. So I do believe that one of the healthiest financial habits that has served me well Mm -hmm. is, is having the discipline to schedule into my week at least an hour. I do Thursday mornings from 8 to 9 a.m. when I go through my financial information. So I check my bank balances and with 24-hour bank access, there's no excuse not to know what's in your bank account anymore. Um, I check my money in and out. I check what bills I've got coming up. Um, I take care of any investments I have to do. And I think that that is just simply something simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. You can put it in Excel. There are many free apps out there. You could write it in a book. It's just taking a moment of your week and dedicating it to uh, looking at the financial information related to your side hustle and frankly, your personal information as well. And I think that is probably the best piece of advice I can give people. I also recommend doing it in the morning before the rest of your day takes over because we all know that come five o'clock, none of us are in the mood to do things we don't like to do. So in terms of your current global impact project that you're working on, what is it? Oh, my global, my global impact project right now, I am really working on building an overall system for business people. Um, So developing healthy habits and systems for the main areas of your life, your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual and relationship health, financial health, career health. I think these are things that we don't teach people in school or in university. These are life lessons. And I've learned throughout my life to really embrace what's good for me. And I think it's time to share that with the world because surely someone can benefit from it. I know you've had like, you know, some super big pivots in your life. So I am sure that this new project that you're looking at and you're looking at all of the person, the whole human, I am sure that it's going to impact people deeply. 
because you bring in so many experiences, whether that's from that single mom hat, the professor hat, the accountant hat, you know, the, the, that person in the community who does the work, right? And of course, now, you know, you also have grandkids now, right? I do. Yeah. And I think too, it's really my part of what I'm hoping to do with this. Why, one of the goals, it's not a hope, it's, it's the plan. The goal is to help people take back control of their time. That's really the ultimate goal of my project is to help people work through not only the pandemic, we are shifting in the way work is done. And I don't think it's going to go back to the way it was 20 years ago. So how do we shift as people to be able to not only survive, but thrive, adapt and evolve in these new times? I absolutely agree with you. Change is never easy and it never comes easy. You know, no. so what are some of the things that you're working on or strategies that will allow people to really utilize their time well? The biggest thing I'm working on right now is teaching people how to become ruthless planners. <laughs> And that, I love sounds, it. that sounds so, it sounds harsh and we need to be ruthless with our time because we constantly underestimate how long it takes for us to do things. We think supper is going to take us an hour. It takes 90 minutes. <laughs> um, right? <laughs> for, for those of us who know how to cook, it takes shutter, but those who are learning and working through a variety of recipes, it takes longer, right? It absolutely does. And so when you lay it out in physical form, what you need to get done, then you really got to get a good sense of what you need to get done. The other thing I'm helping people understand is when is good enough, good enough. Because we live in a world that somehow puts a big prize on 100%. And and that's fine for certain things in life. There are other things in life where 75% is good enough. And is it really worth the extra time to spend to get that, that last 25%? And I find that there are many things in life that really don't need as much time as we put on them. So it's really helping people refocus their goals and reclaim their time. And I think when people can get, a, get good at that, when they can learn how to do that, a lot of other things in life start to fall into place. Yeah, and that's typically from the personal side, right, that you're looking at. But let's look at the business side of things, because in business, you know, when when people are starting off, right, they develop a minimal viable product or a minimal, minimal viable service that they are going to sell. Mm -hmm. It may not be perfect when they first start, right? Right. And the idea is to iterate as, as we go along. But we know that in business, when we serve people, we want to move towards excellence as much as possible, right? Yes. And so I think for the entrepreneur, for the business, uh, coming back to the planning and your time, what are you spending your time on? 
is a very important question to ask yourself. Are you strengthening your business? Um, is it moving you or your business forward? Are the activities that you are, are working on moving yourself forward? And so we all have 24 hours in a day. Bill Gates has 24 hours. Elon Musk has 24 hours, right? Jeff yeah. Bezos. Mm -hmm. Nobody has any more hours in a day than we do. So I think for entrepreneurs, it's very important to make sure that you're carving out time for your side hustle, to be ruthless about what you're working on in that time, minimize your distractions in that time. If you spend an hour a day working on your side hustle, you will have spent 365 hours in the year working on your side hustle and you will have you will see significant leaps of improvement. And I mean, that's just a very generalized aspect of it. So while personal planning is important for the entrepreneur, there's not one entrepreneur I know that gets up every day and says, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to do today. <laughs> <laughs> they know what they're going to do today. And that is probably one of the best healthy entrepreneurial habits that people uh, can build. Well, coming back to, you know, talking about making money, right? You get into the side hustle so you can make some money. Yes. And, you know, with entrepreneurs and planning, right? Cash flow is a big thing. It is. So what sort of laser focused lens should an entrepreneur place on that? Well, uh, entrepreneurs, it, whether they like finance, money, or well, they, we all like money. <laughs> whether we like finance or not. <laughs> I, it's really important for an entrepreneur to, to, first of all, know the money that's coming in and the money that's going out. It's not fun. It's not sexy. It's important. All right. It's like brushing your teeth. You have to do it. <laughs> so I think consistency is really important to build in. And for myself, for example, um, I hate doing my own books. I just hate it. Uh, and I know that. So every Thursday morning, I book an hour. I spend the first hour of my day. But even before I have my breakfast, I, 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 I quote, I call this quote, call, I eat the frog. <laughs> I do the one thing I don't want to do. And I get it done. And so I, I pay my bills, I check my cash flow, I, I uh, sort my expenses, I, I, I check my purse for any receipts, and I put them, I file them away. And I just take that hour once a week and I do it. And by doing that, I actually relieve so much pressure. Uh, but when it comes back to cash flow, another thing that's really important is that people have a tendency to ignore a bad financial situation and hope it gets better. So they're like, oh, I haven't made any money this week and I have bills. Um, so I don't want to look at that because we don't like to look at bad things. Yeah. And that doesn't make it go away. <laughs> Right? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's much better to face a situation. So I always, when I'm dealing with cash flows and I'm looking at what I've got coming up, I generally project and I don't, and I do a rough estimate. For me, it's very straightforward, but I do a very rough estimate. What money have I got coming in and what money do I have going out over the next three or six months? Because if I've got a major shortfall coming, I want to know now so I can take action now instead of 
in six months and saying, oh gosh, I have to put $5,000 on my credit card to cover this, right? So it's, I think having, whether you like cash flow or not, if you're going to be a successful entrepreneur, then you don't have to like it, but you have to do it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I love it. Thank you for that, Suzanne. Listeners, definitely press the rewind button on this one because that's a super golden nugget. You have so much wisdom, Suzanne. What does it take to be courageous in business today in current times, which are very tough in starting a business? I think to be courageous in business today, we need to recognize the difference between courage and, and bravery or fear. Everybody is afraid when they're in business. We're afraid to make the wrong decision. We're afraid to say the wrong thing. We're afraid people won't like our product. We still need to move forward. The only way we can improve and grow is to take the chance and and reach out to that person, speak to that customer, put our product out there. It's important that we do so. The world is waiting for us. The world is waiting for our products. I think the other thing about being courageous in business too is really focusing on not worrying what other people are thinking of you they're not thinking of you they're thinking about themselves and especially for women we worry about how are we being perceived um do people like us and that really isn't a uh, part of what you need to do to be successful in business I, I i do i care what people think of me of course i do but I go out there every day, I do my very, very best. I put on my best face and I realize that I'm not going to please 100% of the people. Um, I'm probably gonna make some people mad tomorrow. <laughs> and that's okay, because I've done my best. Wow. We live in a society, especially for women, we live in a society where somehow we've been raised to think that women are supposed to be good and nice and, and behave in a certain way. And there's nothing wrong with that. We still, there's also nothing wrong with saying this crosses a boundary with me. These are my standards. And no, I'm not going to be quiet if I believe that I have something important that needs to be said. Well, you know, especially in business, right? Yes. Pulling up that, you know, leadership hat, you know, one definitely has to be outspoken and definitely have to know how to carry a presence, you know, in a room, especially when, when you know, you're leading your team to develop a product, to execute a market entry plan, to connect with buyers, right? That's very yes. important. So it doesn't matter if you're male or female, um, you know, being strong is important, right? Having a voice is critical because if you can't explain what you're selling, then there will be no money making for you, right? That's right. 
let's get into the more personal stuff, Suzanne. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. What do you do every day to put a pep in your step and a pride in your stride when you wake up in the morning? I get up every morning, I put my feet on the floor and I say, this is going to be an awesome day before I do anything else. I, 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 I don't even have my eyes open. I always tell myself every morning, this is going to be an awesome day. That's fantastic. What music do you have on your music player that you love listening to that just give you that energy and good vibe? Okay, so I have two different types of play tracks. I have my working play tracks and I have my treadmill play tracks. Yeah. <laughs> so my working, it tends to be a little softer. I, I listen to a lot of soft pop, 70s, 80s, uh, independent music. I really love singer-songwriter folk type music for working. Uh, when I am on the treadmill, it's got to be loud. It's got to be fast and it's got to be, it's got to make you want to move. So Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Raves. Let's Get Loud by Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> I love that song too. <laughs> and if I'm on the treadmill, you know, it's, especially if I'm in the gym, it's really hard for me not to put my arms up and work. <laughs> <laughs> so that and I have to be careful not to drive with that type of music because that could get me in a lot of trouble <laughs> we gotta have fun in life right we do and, you know right now there's a lot of people who are cooking up some good food so what mm. sizzles in your pot Susan well I do um uh, last night I made my world famous chicken wings and I love chicken wings and I've always bought them out and I thought I, I gotta learn how to make these. <laughs> so I, I made my own. I don't like breaded chicken wings because I don't, I really, it's just, I don't eat, I don't eat a lot of processed food. So I learned how to make my own chicken wings and they are, they are a hit. They're one of my go-tos when I take, well, when I go out. Well, I gotta have the recipe. Okay. All right. I, you want me to email that to you? Absolutely. And we're going to share it with you, listeners. We're going to have some good food to listen to this podcast, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I have one more thing that I make, and I just, I'll send you this recipe, too, Irenia. I okay. make, and you wouldn't believe it. It's the best vegan zucchini muffins. Oh, nice. Nice. Healthy. And, you know, it's, they are, they are, they don't taste healthy. That's what makes them so good. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like that. So they have a little sweetness in them. Mm, they have a wonderful flavor to them. All right. Awesome. So in terms of books, leadership books, business books, what would you recommend for our listeners? Uh, my one book that I always go to is The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Um, that book has been with me for years. It's been with me so much, I've had to buy it twice because the first volume fell apart from me reading it so much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so when you had to buy a book twice, you know it's a good book. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that is definitely one of them. Um, I love Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. It's a quick read about it'll if you have a flight, not that we're flying anywhere right now, but when we fly again, if you have a flight to Toronto, it's perfect length for that type of flight. And uh, it's all about taking those things you don't like to do, like, like your cash flow planning and learn and, and developing, building it into your schedule. 
All right. Yeah. That's cool. So we've talked about a lot of things, you know, during our time together, Susan. If there is one thing you want to leave with our listeners today, what would that be? The one thing I want to leave with people is that time is the one resource that we have limited. You can make money doing anything. You can change careers. You can change how you look. But your time is the one resource that you need to guard. And it is the one resource that you, if you can grab control of it and make it work for you, will give you the best return on your investment in life. Wow. That's a super nugget there. And I'm going to live it with this. Thank you so much, Susan. Oh, thanks for, for having me. <laughs> <laughs> I so enjoyed our conversation. Oh, you too. It's so good to connect with you again. Yeah. If our listeners wanted to continue this conversation with you, Susan, how can they connect with you? Well, I am on LinkedIn. If you look up Suzanne Tucker, I am not the interior decorator out of San Francisco. I'm the other one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, from there, they can reach out and find out all of my contact information. So on LinkedIn is probably the, the best way to connect with me. All right. Well, I'm going to drop that in the show notes. So thank you so much once again, Suzanne, for coming on and being with me and sharing your wisdom and your knowledge. And I know that all listeners out there have found some super golden nuggets that they can really use in their business right away. Thank you for having me, Irenia. It's always a pleasure. You're welcome. Look out for Breaking Down the Vibe. This is my 15-minute segment where I break down some key tactical business advice for you. Send me your suggestions for topics of solo episodes which you think will be useful as you build your Canadian side hustle business. Thank you once again. I hope you find your new vibes in this new supernormal. subscribe to the Canadian Side Hustle and Business Podcast on Apple Podcasts or click the notification button on Spotify. Also, feel free to rate and review this podcast. Show us some podcast love on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Canadian Side Hustle Business. And you can leave us a message below on the anchor link to let us know what you think of this conversation today. Next week, look out for Breaking Down the Vibe. This is my 15-minute segment where I break down some key tactical business advice for you. Send me your suggestions for topics of solo episodes which you think will be useful as you build your Canadian side hustle business. Thank you once again. 
I hope you find your new vibe in this new supernormal. Thank you.